0: Do you know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be, but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Stentley Show with Dr. James Stentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Stentley. Well,
1: welcome back to the show. It's Friday, it's 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, so it's time for the show and Uh, Welcome to the James Dentley Show, guys. Remember, we don't think outside the box because in our world, there is no box. Wow, so many exciting things have been taking place over the course of the last week, just from last week, with Eric Zuli, a media mogul and marketing genius out of uh, Los Angeles, California, uh, up to date. And I want to kind of just give you an update about many things that are going on in the world and and how we all can play together. But I really want to kind of talk about uh, my story and my journey, you know, because you know when I look at my life today and look how uh, things are going I feel so honored so blessed and humble uh to be here and just to be on this journey and i remember when things were not so great you know as a matter of fact i remember at my 5 or 6 years old i was uh, living in chicago in the city and a friend of mine skip my best friend we would we would climb buildings together and climb trees my mother would come and I'd be hanging on the outside of a three-story building from the outside scale and I thought I was Spider-Man or somebody. And I remember he brought his father's gun out uh, to the alley and he was playing with the gun and he kept pointing it at me. And I said, Skip, stop, stop, put it down, put it down. And as soon as he put the gun and pointed it down, it went off. And I never forgot that sound, I never forgot that day uh, because I'm just thankful to be here even at that age, five years old, I remember that uh, like it was yesterday. And uh, my mother raising, my, my three sisters and myself, working at the grocery store, I would always get in trouble. I'd stay on punishment. And we didn't have a lot of money, but I found ways to make money. And I always tell people even today that you can create financial resources. You can really create those things. just really how you're thinking. So I would uh, get my mother's Kool-Aid. And, uh, you, know, we, you know, you Kool-Aid lovers, you guys know how that is. And I would go get some Dixie cups. And uh, I would... Put the Kool-Aid in the Dixie Cups and put it in our freezer. We had a big freezer. Actually, it was in our dining room. And I would put them in the freezer and then freeze them and uh, flip them upside down and sell the small ones for a nickel and the bigger ones for a dime. And that's how I made money. You know, I would rake leaves in the summertime, shovel a lot of snow in the wintertime. Man, that was crazy. But shoveled a lot of snow. I think it was like 50 cents for the front, 50 cents for the back. Today, somebody shovels just going to Chicago, they want $50. <laughs> so I was shovel snowed. I always went out there and tried to make money. And uh, I remember as I, in the summertime, I would get these summer jobs uh, and I would take the bus 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, and uh, go work. And even I was making $25 for the weekend, working Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday after school. And I tell you, I remember these things because my wife, Kara, Dr. Kara Scott Dentley, she she, uh, as we were talk, she said, well, James, you've always been this way. And you know what? When you look back on the breadcrumbs of your life, uh, the breadcrumbs of your life will actually uh, let you see the trail of which you come. And, and in that, you'll see many intersections. There's many twists and turns in a road, And many times you can go left, and sometimes you do. And sometimes you can turn right. But if you look at those breadcrumbs, um, you can see exactly why you are wherever you are right now. And, you know, I didn't really realize it at the time, you know, you live life forward, you understand life backwards, but as I look back, I understand. And the reason I look at it this way is because as a speaker and one who trains speakers, we are really efficient and we actually excel in helping people to be able to tell their story. So to be able to tell a story, you have to be in touch and in tune with your own story. You know, and, you know, I was talking to Kara the other day and, and we were talking about when you look at your movie screen, you look at your life, see it on screen, and if you don't like it, you can't get mad at the screen. The screen is really just, uh, is where it's showing. Because if you cut the screen up, you're still gonna show the same thing on the wall, except there's gonna be our Dyson's Slice. And you go back to the projector, and you get mad at the projector, you can shut it off, but it really comes on what uh, what's programming the eject- what program is running through the projector. You know, whether it's a, uh, a flash drive, or a, if it's a, computer program, is plugged into that projector. And then you get mad at the computer, but ultimately you can trace it back to the actor that's the star of the show, and that's each and every one of us, because each and every one of us are stars of our own movie. And uh, when you go back, you look at it and say, okay, can I change the script? Well, of course I can't be five years old again. I can't be 17, 17, 27, 37, okay, that's enough, <laughs> okay? But you can't go back, but we can decide who we're gonna be for this day forward. And sometimes it's kind of confusing. Uh, I remember a friend of mine said, James, that's just the way I I am. And I wanted to tell him so bad, why don't you try being somebody else? Cause you're a fool. (laughs) And I tell you, I look back and the reason I'm going back here is because, you know, today, you know, uh, many of you guys, and thank you so much on Facebook for you guys that uh, voted and helped me decide on which uh, logo to use for JD3TV. And we're launching a streaming television network and three different shows that I'll have two. My wife will have one and developing content for many other shows where we'll have children's shows. Some will be funny. Some will be news shows. Some will be gaming shows. Some will be nonprofit. Just amazing stories. We'll have shows uh, for empowering women who have a powerful message that they want to share. And helping them to uh, to put together the set, the idea, to take those ideas that many of you guys have and bring them out. And put them to a table and, and get you out there, guys. And then all the guys out there, you know, we're we got some shows. I can't give you the name of, of a couple of them. We're doing with Les Brown, but we're going to have empowering men, women, children, and some of the legends out there on the shows. We we'll have some reality shows, but on our network, you know, there's no nudity, there's no profanity. You know, you got to play clean, but it's a lot of fun. You can be, you can be clean and have fun. You know, you got fun and be clean. You know, so. You know we're going to put this this, this stuff together, that's happening right now, and it's really kind of escalating because you know I wrote a book, The Five Frequencies of High Performance. You guys remember the book, and um, and you know you attract in your life who you are. So all my life, when I get into something, I start to attract that. So now I'm getting all types of shows that are coming my way almost every day. That people are coming with different shows, different ideas out of the blue, and then even some cool stuff that's going on with uh, Wesley Snipes. You know I. You know, connecting with some of my people, and they're doing some real cool mm-hmm. stuff. And when you type, put all that stuff together with the sports, uh, we're better put together because of our, the basketball league, through primetime, and um, and everything else. The nonprofit shows we'll do through City Gala and United for Humanity and already always amazing. Uh, my wife is just uh, really a about empowering women that are real smart, getting them out there. And just some real fun stuff, some cool stuff, and even people – who are playing in the future, people who are actually creating our future to have these folks on the show so we can get a glimpse of uh, what's coming, but more importantly, how you can take an idea that you may think doesn't even matter right now and plant that seed and be attached to some things and, and nurture it with some things we can bring to you. And then next thing you know, you'll be a world changer and you'll create something that will change the world forever. And that's cool, man, that's really, really cool. So, so we're gonna do, do a lot of these shows on uh, home-based businesses. I mean, just so much content out there, guys. So we're going to have a lot of fun with JD3D, JD3TV, 3 and I really thank you guys for that. And I want to thank Eric Zuli with uh, Easyway, Easyway TV Network, and his president, Denise. Uh, they've been very helpful to me uh, with their visionaries. I really believe in them and the project and for, for holding that platform. So we're here to do some some great things, guys. So we got the television. We got the radio. We're going to uh, launch a couple of other radio shows in about the next couple of weeks, Uh, They're going to be played, um, actual shows are going to be played in Alabama and parts of Tennessee, uh, focused on total life changes. Uh, We're doing some great things in TLC, total life changes. And I'll tell you, you know, I have a lot of respect for network marketing and our industry in general, all companies, because I know what it takes to start a company. I've had one. I know what it takes to be in a company. I've been in several. And um, I know what it takes to win. And I know what it takes not to win. You know, I've had all those experiences. I know what it takes to to train a lot of people to have the responsibility to make a lot of money and then lose it. You know, so I kind of have a a viewpoint and I want to create these shows and more content to share those experiences and hopefully get your experiences out uh, to the marketplace, because we can learn so much from the stories that other people have already lived and and what they're creating in their their journey, you know. Uh, you learn from everyone, man. Everyone you meet, I believe, is a great example or a terrible reminder, so <laughs> But you can learn from everybody, you know, so. But we can't do it unless we listen, and then we can create the platform. You know, YouTube is a great one, but if we can create a platform of our own to get even more stories out, and then help people to be able to flourish and to monetize their gifts by bringing, by bringing um content that is empowering, impactful, that it brings value to the marketplace, to the world, to, to people. And not just here in the United States, guys. You know, We're going to be able to broadcast throughout Africa, places that many of these other streaming companies can't go. We can go. We'll be worldwide with the streaming. So uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with this, and I'm looking forward to taking your message and your story uh, out there and helping you do it. You know, with Beyond Publishing and the other publishing houses that we have, You know, we're going to be helping a lot of people write their books, and so we're going to have some great shows about books, some mind shows. Real cool shows about storytelling and uh, be able to create a platform and a base where we can drive those books and your stories out there to the market. As you guys know, our nonprofit, Already Always Amazing, uh, stands for Amazing Children, Amazing Veterans, and Amazing Seniors. It's kind of cool because, you know, Kara and I were sitting around one day and, and she said, you're amazing. I said, and then I said, you're always amazing. And then she said, well, you are already amazing. And that's how we came up with the name Always, Already Amazing. Um, and uh, amazing children, amazing veterans, and amazing seniors. And I want to tell you guys as I begin this show that you're amazing. You are always amazing. And you are already amazing. Now, when I came up from a little boy who, who didn't get shot at five years old and didn't fall off the three-story building or fall off a tree when I was on the edge of the limb, just a daredevil I was. little video guy, man. I was a little skinny thing. And um, as I grew up, I wasn't afraid to go and work hard, and I always did that. So I went out and got a job and hired uh, at church's fried chicken. And I was too young to be there, but the lady said, you seem like a sweet boy. And she changed my uh, my birthday and gave it to the general manager, and, and he hired me. And I would work uh, three days a week during school uh, from 6 p.m., and I would get out of there at 3 o'clock, 2.45 in the morning, get home at 3.30, and be back to school at 8 and uh, on the weekends, we didn't close till 5, so we got there about 5.45, 6 o'clock. We took our time at 6.30. And I don't know what happened. I guess I was bored, but I began to study all of the manuals. All of them, I memorized them. They used to call me the walking manual. I knew everything. They didn't have to pay people to fix anything. I could fix a smoke, smoke stack. Or I can cut chicken fast and everybody, cook it fast and everybody, wait on a customer fast everybody. And got really, really good and just with the knowledge base and just, hey, babe, come on the knowledge base of just that. And, you know, that kind of served me well because even when I was a kid, uh, at eight years old, I memorized all the books in the Bible and I couldn't forget them. Hey, everybody say hi, Kara. Say hey. Hey. All right, Dr. Kara's here. And we got five minutes before break. So I was just kind of going through my story, through my uh, little breadcrumbs, and, um, and talking about the journey because everybody has one. Because when I look now at where we are and I look at the future, where we're going, uh, God willing, you know, we wake up, we, we get up and we go, um, I look at this and I say, okay, how did we really get here? How do you get here? Because there's things that are happening today that once upon a time I couldn't even imagine it because I didn't think it was people possible. So I couldn't be the only person that ever thinks like that. You know, it has to be uh, somebody else besides just me. I'm not the only crazy person. All entrepreneurs are crazy. If you're crazy and you're an entrepreneur, uh, if, you, if you can type in a chat box or whatever, just say I'm crazy too because all entrepreneurs are crazy. And I'll tell you, as going through this journey and running restaurants and then getting really, really good at it. How do you do that? Okay, Getting really good at running these restaurants uh, and then moving to uh, and becoming a, a, the youngest manager, and general manager in the company nationwide and in the top 10 general managers because we had fun being good. And that's the first thing I would say to you. You want to be good and have a sense of excellence in what you do. And that means you try your best. You just show up every single day and you just keep going at it over and over and over. So the bottom line is that you want to be good and you want to be useful. That means you got to show up. You know, 80% of success comes in showing up. 80% of success comes in psychology. So you got to show up and show up mentally as the right person. Would you agree with that?
2: I definitely agree with that.
1: Yeah. So showing up was always a big part. And when I became a manager, somebody asked me, how did you become a manager that young? And I said, well, first of all, I knew everything. I was good at everything. I was good at paperwork and good at numbers. I was good with the P&L statements. But uh, our general manager, Martha Gleason, went on the Army Reserves for uh, two weeks. She went on the Army Reserves for two weeks. And, um, and our assistant manager uh, shot herself in the leg and said he got robbed. Now,
2: That's crazy. For him now,
1: but he never could take the bullet out. But tell you what I'm going to do. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to take a break yet. I'm going to go one more minute, a couple more minutes and go through this. So he he shoots himself in the leg. I'm not going to put his name out there, Alesta. And um, they couldn't take the bullet out. So now I'm the only person there. So now I have to open up at 10, which means I got to be there at 830, let everybody in. We don't get out of there at 3 in the morning and then 6 in the morning on the weekend. I I never left the restaurant for 10 days, maybe once or twice. I was showering the big sinks. (laughs) I lived there. And I held it down, man. And we made that sucker work. And it was a challenge. I was dead tired. But uh, thank goodness I was young enough that I could handle it. So I tell you, uh, when it came back and all everybody really kind of found out what happened because I never complained. We just went about our business. And, I, and they gave me a restaurant, and here I am, 18 years old, and I'm a general manager, right? Now, I train every one of my employees to be as good as me. I train people to be general managers. So 14 people that some most of them went to high school with me, Started out of hourly ways and became general managers as well. So I understood duplication very early. And I did it because reading the book Tom Sawyer, not because I wanted to be good, because I didn't want to work that hard. See, Tom Sawyer found 12 people to paint the fence for him and did a revenue share. He was the first person I heard of, did a joint venture. So (laughs) he got 12 of his friends to paint the fence. He sat there and drank lemonade, and he got his money, and they got money, and that's how I got this idea. You know, so I train people to be as good as me and better than I could be. And it's kind of followed me throughout my career in speaking and in network marketing as well. So we've been able to do some real cool stuff just on those premises, on those foundations, on those principles that whatever you have, don't be afraid of competition. Teach people around you to be good. And, that, and because of that, it will instill in you a, a mindset of even being better to better your best. So you won't rest on your laurels. and think you've arrived, you just keep pressing. Because there's always more. So the first thing I want you guys to understand is always more. Now, I'm going to take it from that when we come back from commercial break. And Karen and I get a chance to chat a little bit. But I want to talk from that and how you build a multi, multi-million dollar business and several of them. How you keep your time. How you uh, do that and keep your, and raise an amazing family. And how you still can be perfect inside of your own imperfections. That means you don't have to get everything right, but you got to get enough of it right. So we're going to take a real quick commercial break and we're going to come right back.
3: find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Mental illness affects more people than you might think. Now there's a program that showcases support resources, how many people in our society view mental illness, and how the culture surrounding it is changing. Listen for We Are Hope with co-founder and host Sean Perry. Mental health is being seen as a public health crisis, and we want to help, support, and listen. You'll hear the discussions and conversations that need to happen. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment.
4: with us at Radio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an
2: account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into to our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across
4: all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste.
0: Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're tuned in to the James Dentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to jd at thejamesdentleyshow.com. Again, that's jd at thejamesdentleyshow.com. Now, back to the show.
4: Hey,
1: welcome back to the show. I'm here with my wife, Dr. Kara Dentley. And you know, I was going to talk about something that, uh, that, uh, that both of us have share in common. Most people don't know that about me, they may know it about Kara because Kara was the cat. Well, you were on a dance team in college, right? Right, okay. Mm-hmm. You love to dance, I did. you know. You begin you get your Beyonce on, yes. and most people don't know this because I, come here with come here here, James. Come on, this is my son. I used to be his size now. Come on over here. I used to be his size. How much do you weigh about 150? And I wasn't ever that size, I was about 175, 150 something. Mm-hmm. Right, I used to be a dancer. I used to dance on Soul Train, I used to pop lock, I used to disco dance, I used to dance on Midnight Special, man, I used to dance 24-7. I used to get up, and we used to get up and make up dancing routines. I was Saturday Night Fever, I lived that life. I used to roll my hair up at night, every night, because I had to go out and dance at night, that was my job, and I just loved to dance, and it's so interesting, because when I stopped dancing, I don't even dance that much anymore. I bet he do it. Kara still loves it. I do. but I but I stopped dancing. It was such a great exercise, and uh, that was a great time because we lived our life. Uh, we used to, matter of fact, we used to play "Staying Alive" with my, my friend Dennis Allen and I and Gerald.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, we uh, played,
1: yeah that was our theme song. We get dressed to that. We're in the mirror, you know, our hair all permed and rolled up and stuff. It's crazy, you know. So <laughs> no, you know nothing about that, my son. So anyway, so so you know, and going through the dancing phase and. You know, making a lot of money dancing and entertaining, pantomiming, singing. We made so much money. Matter of fact, I left my job. I was making so much money uh, just doing that. I would wake up at two o'clock in the afternoon. So I knew I had to become an entrepreneur because I had some bad habits, man. But when I went to work, I was deadly. But when I didn't go to work, I was vicious, man. I I just didn't get it done. You know, so the bottom line was that, you know, And you grow up, you try to find yourself. You try to find your spot, your space. And, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes people never really find it. They keep searching. And ultimately, the hardest thing for somebody to be is just to be.
2: Be. Right. That's why we're called human beings and not human doings because we just be. But we spend so much time trying to do the right thing, but we just won't be the right
1: so it's not human beings like B-E-A-N-S. Not beings like not human beings of human fruit.
2: Beings. be-ings.
1: Oh, okay. Beings. Human
2: it. beings.
1: Beings. Okay, all right, okay, I'm with you. All right, cool. Human beings. Okay.
2: Yeah. Be-, be Lord. Be
1: We were talking about some scripture earlier. and um, when the joke said, uh when a man came to himself. Right, and can elaborate on that. When he came to himself, you ever heard that? I came to myself. What does that mean?
2: Well, this is um, with the prodigal son, and I was listening to a a scripture, um, a pastor actually pulled that out and really elaborated, and was saying that a lot of times when people think about the prodigal son, they're thinking about uh, an actual son, but what what really happened was this individual came to himself mentally. He came back to his God nature Mm -hmm. and he was no longer in the, in the wilderness. So a lot of times when people separate themselves from God, they could be in the same geographic location, but when you separate and you lose that connection with your God given nature, then that is your prodigal son. That is your prodigal self being separated.
1: So it's just like uh, in the movie, The Wizard of Oz. At the end of the movie, Glinda the said, everything you ever needed, you always had it inside. You guys all heard that. So when you come to yourself, it's really by coming back to your truest nature, because we're all born as these individuals. I say it all the time. We have our own DNA. It only, only defines us. We have our own pupil print, our own eye print, um, our own fingerprint. Um, uh, you know, but somewhere down the line, human beings start to conform. We start to get into this box and we do what everybody else does. And we're born beautifully and wonderfully made, so unique, set apart from everybody and everything. Uh, But then we make conscious decisions to be like everybody else, to kind of
2: fit in, to to
1: find your space because you you feel like you're alone. And and these are all the stories and the movies that you have in your head. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you come to yourself, that means you're coming back to your truest nature, that that you were born to be. That means, I believe, just like in the Bible, it says at the beginning, God created the heavens Mm -hmm. and earth. And we're also made in that image. So we also create because mankind, the human race, has always, that means womankind as well, uh, has always created from the beginning of life. Yeah. Created, you know, create. So we have that in us. So, what do you think it's going to take for us to get our mindset and come to ourselves, so we can get back to that nature to create? Because you can create yourself out of poverty into wealth, create yourself out of uh, being happy and being joyous,
3: mm-hmm. create yourself
1: into being lonely, to being full of life and never alone because you're part of every
3: day thing. So, how do you? What do you think about that?
2: I think the the most important thing for all of us to do is to if you if you start to really understand that a piece of God. Well, God is in each of us. So therefore, you can't say I am God, right? Because God lives in everybody. So unless you live in other people, then you're not God. But when you start to identify yourself to have God's nature and you see that in other people, you treat people differently. you, You treat yourself differently because you know that Um, the spirit of God is there. And when people think about and talk about the Holy spirit, then how do you think that you even feel that at, at all, Mm. (laughs) because it's, it's in you. And when you start to identify with that and align yourself with everything that God has created and say, you know what, God is, I'm a part of everything. It, it, it's all a part of God and you start to, every little thing, that's why, you know, you have some people that are, that are animal lovers and you have other people that's like, they don't care about animals, but that's all a part of God too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always talk about energy and people just throw it out there, but no, energy, like it's scientific, that energy can neither be created nor destroyed and it's only transferred. Mm. So.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, what I, I was just thinking about, when um, I got into martial arts and if I can Back in 1970, 19,
2: 19, 1972. Okay.
1: Who were you? Hey, I was. Never I was energy being transferred. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I went to martial arts school and I, I studied martial arts for 13 years and I taught for three years. And um, I remember the Zen, I remember the Chi, I remember how you're in touch with everything in my, that my hearing. I mean, it's almost as if I used to stand outside and, even, and actually uh, uh, just focus and imagine I could hear this ant crawling on the ground and hearing the ant's footstep. Yep. And I just focused. I could hear the leaves rustling. And part of uh, Zen and meditation was getting back in tune. And I, I never got sick. I had clarity. Everything came to me in slow motion. Uh, I took care of my body. And everything there was just absolutely amazing uh, in that space, because there you're, you're one with everything. And I've learned over time that even the wind speaks, just like the ocean speaks, not yeah. the, everything that lives speaks. Uh, it speaks in some shape, form, or fashion. How do you think the bees just know when to come to the flower, you know? or when, when nature does these amazing things. So everything speaks, but and that's why a lot of animals always book out of here. When these drama comes, we'll still sit up tomorrow, huh? <laughs> and animals out of here, you know, so. And if,
2: certain animals, that's the other yeah, thing, yeah. you know, yeah. where we live now and it's, it's, it's just, it's peaceful to me, <laughs> mm-hmm. where we live now versus where I used to live. And we have so many um, mm-hmm. doves, and doves are attracted to peace. They bring peace. They are peace. And this is quite interesting because when you know, and I'm just quite. I mean, hey, when I lived in the hood, I did not see doves.
1: Okay, wait, wait, wait. Now we got doves, and okay, you are showing out. But we also got a black squirrel.
2: My mama bring that squirrel. That squirrel.
1: You think every squirrel comes to your mother? I'm first. convinced
2: she let this. Your mother sit on the porch and
1: smoke, and the squirrel come up there and chill out with her mama on the porch. my
2: that's her squirrel.
1: That's her squirrel. Yep. We got a black it's squirrel. Not,
2: it's not being bougie. It's, it's all choices. It goes back to what James was talking about. So when when I was living in the hood, the funny thing is I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was out of place. I felt like I was where I was supposed to be mm-hmm. at, at that time. And I, but I didn't want to stay there. I didn't want to stay there, you know, and some people do. And it wasn't that it was bad. It's just, I, I didn't want to be. There were certain mm-hmm. things that I wanted in my environment and that wasn't giving it oh. to me. So, um, so I would even take drives Mm -hmm. um, to just different areas that, that had the, that looked like what I envisioned where I would live and I would go and take rides and I would just, you know, go to parks in different areas for different Mm -hmm. reasons. Mm -hmm. But, and now that's what it is. So when you were talking about animals um, and how they, they are intuitive, we are intuitive too. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, many we talk of too us, much in our own
1: head, though.
2: We we do. We stand We <laughs> we, we speak. We, we we yeah. We convince ourselves why not yeah. to do something because yeah. of our you know we have filters.
1: Yeah, your instincts say go this way. You say now. Nah.
2: No. And no. then your friends say
1: girl. You say okay.
2: <laughs> right. We follow other people. <laughs> most people because of what they think other people think they should do.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you know what, guys, I, I want to. I want to kind of transition this because of when I was managing these restaurants, I did well as a district manager, a regional manager as well, and I moved to Texas uh, by myself. I had one cousin there, and I got with a company called Steak and Ale, a steak lobster prime I've learned a lot about business because now i got 150 employees. I'm in Dallas, Houston, Midland, Odessa, and Abilene. Now, I'm in towns where, I mean, Air Force, Army, Midland, Odessa is Friday Night Lights, you know, uh, and I'm there, and I've got to make this thing work, so I learned how to Communicate, I learned how to get along, I learned how to develop people,
0: mm-hmm. and that's
1: why I kind of got that skill set. But I also realized that there was more because if they could take this child with no formal education and um, and put him in charge of this restaurant, I didn't go into business for myself. Now, prior to that, I was with another company and they sent me to Transylvania University to train for two weeks. With, and I was the only uh, non college graduate there, but I came out second in my class. Um, and I realized that, okay, I didn't need the education. Just because I didn't have it didn't mean it, it didn't limit me. Now, so, so when I came back home to open up businesses, I found out, and this is for all you guys listening, the entrepreneur-minded folks are people who are looking to make your transition. It's not always easy. You know, when I came back home, I opened up businesses, and I realized really quickly I was a great manager. I don't think anybody can manage a restaurant better than me. I just really don't. I'm good at that. But I was a terrible owner. I suck on the business, and I understood at that point there were a, it's a different paradigm, yeah. a different thought process, a different way of thinking, We of thinking, way of thinking, thinking and thinking, you know. And sometimes we open up a business because we're good at something, and that doesn't necessarily cut the cut the grade. So I remember that I when I got a hold to the book called The E Myth by Michael Gerber, I said, "Man, I wish I'd had this book like 15 years ago because I made a lot of mistakes." So I opened up a lot of businesses. And some of them flourished, but they couldn't sustain. Uh, Some of them were good ideas, put a lot of money in them, and you couldn't get them to work. But it kept going, kept going, kept going. And I remember when I left Chicago and went to Atlanta, I was tired of being an entrepreneur. I said, this sucks. I'm going back into the restaurant field. This is what I do. And I went out and got a job. Took me 17 applications and seven interviews uh, with seven companies, that is, uh, to get hired. And uh, I remember... When I was in this restaurant mix out in uh, Ponce de Leon in Atlanta, I remember uh, Nigel Allen, the the kitchen manager, saying, James, you're not going to stay here. I said, yes, I am. He said, no, I've seen your resume. You can't. Man, you're an entrepreneur. You won't be here. And I, I tried my best to convince that man I was going to be there forever. Two months later, I was out of there. And I got into network marketing reluctantly. And I tell you, network marketing was not something I wanted to do. I didn't believe in it. I didn't want to hear it. Before they tricked me in it, I, I didn't know people. I didn't like to sell. I didn't want to talk. I wasn't a speaker. And they tricked me to go to this presentation, and I gave it a shot and accidentally made millions of dollars and was a part of a growth spurt from a company going from $7 million to $800 million.
2: But you know what? The what? thing is, and we talked about this before, your work ethic.
0: Yeah, yeah. It
2: didn't just happen by happenstance. Yeah. You brought something with you. Mm-hmm. So that... Mm-hmm actually molded you into the entrepreneur that you are Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. and that's the thing that a lot of people miss and even for me transitioning from working a full-time job transitioning to entrepreneurship there are certain habits that you have that you that just won't fly when you become an entrepreneur
1: yeah i'm still working on you up there anyway (laughs) (laughs) but here's the the question i have each and every one of you in the breadcrumbs of your life go back to some things in your life where things click, whether you were a dancer, whether it was a baseball team. I was great. I was a great athlete as well. I wasn't fast, but I was good, uh, especially with baseball, football, also. Awesome. But go back to some things you did really, really well. Go back to that spot for you. And that when you come to yourself, you're going back to that truest nature. And sometimes you will find. The foundational thing that you can do that you can apply to what's going on right now in our world, what's going on right now in your world, what's going on with your hopes, dreams, and desires, and how can you take it to another level? Now, I want to challenge your thinking because I always say when you change the way you look at things,
2: the things you look at
1: change. Absolutely. So, if you look at the world today and look at our major companies out there, like uh, Walmart, and Walmart solved the problem with the people going to many stores and and it was a discounted products there that the people who own Walmart, the Walton family, they don't have most of the stuff in their house, trust me, but they get a lot of stuff in China, and they, they have products and goods and certain foods there for people that in low-income, and they're always available, and mm-hmm. people who make a lot of money shop at Walmart. Okay? Yeah. But then you look at Amazon with a trillion-dollar um, valuation, and look at what they did. And this company, what do they sell? Some of everything. What these companies understood was that, and they're all going to subscription now, but what they understood was that if you can get in front of the client, if you have a client that's purchasing something from you, they leave you and they go purchase something else somewhere else. So how do you get in, in the middle of that? And if you can't uh, migrate and you don't feel like it fits your business model, maybe you do a joint venture, take that customer to someone else that is trusted, that has great value, there's great integrity, great service, concierge services, read uh, customer services, And it stands behind their name, and then you can make money in the middle of that and bring value to the customer and still be in high esteem with that customer uh, because of what you've been able to do. So it's about changing and making a shift. I see so many people who excel in something, and it kind of taps off, uh, kind of caps off for them, and they don't understand how to move or maneuver. And they stay on one thing as if we're one thing, and we're not one thing. Nobody was born and says, hey, congratulations, you got a brand-new baby photographer. No, don't work that way. no, you're going to be a doctor. No, it doesn't work that way. The decisions that we make. So we'll go back to the breadcrumbs in your life. And as you move forward, take the limits off of your thinking, the limits off of, uh, of, your, of what's possible, and then invest in yourself. I don't care if it's your last dime. Invest in you. Because when you invest in yourself, uh, then that's an investment that, I mean, it's going to give you the greatest return because it can never, ever be taken back. So let's take a quick break. We're gonna come right back and we're gonna finish this journey out. And we're gonna talk about some cool stuff from, from nonprofits that we get a chance to do and some cool stuff like that. and uh, Whatever else you wanna talk about. So let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the James Dentley Show.
3: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment.
4: Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions, some common sense, tech, You might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. All access, all the time.
0: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to jd at thejamesstentleyshow.com. Again, that's jd at the jamesdendleyshow.com. Oh, okay, now, okay. back to the show. Um, do that.
1: Okay, guys, we're back. Okay, let's get out this side of this box here. There's no box, so let's, let's get ready to fly into the open skies. Now, um, you know, I had to evaluate, for me, what not only what was important, but um, I remember one of my mentors in 1994, Mr. Michael Cooper, said, James, when was the last time your way worked? And was like, oh, that was a hit in the gut. But he didn't say it maliciously. He didn't say it to make me feel bad. But when he said it, it, like, woke me up. And at that point, I understood the definition of being coachable and being teachable, you know, because I thought I was really smart. You know, I could remember things, still can, still think I'm smart. But you know what? Another mentor said, James, when it comes to finance, smart. I is smart. No, I is rich. <laughs> okay, no. Okay. He said, James, your financial intellect, is equal to your bank account and the sustainability of it. And then I said, okay, well, why, you know, sometimes we get in this little phase, just think like money's not that important. So we got to shut it. No big deal. I'm not here for money. I just want to be loved. all that other crap. Okay. But, you know, I've learned, and I've seen so many people that lose their homes or can't get an operation or can't save their child or can't be there to help the children grow and, and see them, and participate in different things, can't see the world. And when, when we don't see the world, I think that's a big challenge even in our politics because nobody, so few people have a worldview. Mm-hmm. What you live, you learn. What you learn, you practice. And what you practice, you become. So, so you, it's easier to make different decisions if you have different options in your multiple choice slide. <laughs> if you only got A or B, all you got is A or B. But if you got A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you got in there, and then you got the other ones. The last one says, well, create your own answer none of the above, and you get a chance to create that. So yeah, other, yeah, exactly, yeah, other. So, you know, it's like, okay, what is it that you really want and why do you really want it? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, who do you want to help? Who loses when we decide not to win? And, you know, I believe that I think the greatest thing for me has never been the money, is that the sense of restoring my sense of being a man, and you fall on your butt and lose everything, man. When you're homeless sleeping in a car, there's nothing cute about that, nothing attractive about that. You can't say, hey, you look cute. Come back and sit at me in my car. (laughs) Car don't run. Place don't match the car. (laughs) Everybody getting locked up because you want to sit down. No, it really was about being the father I wanted to be, being the son I wanted to be, being the brother I wanted to be, and being the person I wanted to be. And I wasn't always clear on it. But when I got around people who were teaching me different ways of thinking and living and telling me their stories that they were homeless too. And four years later, here they were. I met a gentleman in Hyde Park. He was—he had an 18,000-square-foot home. He and his partners had seven of them. And I was going through a rough patch, man. I just uh, got rid of my network marketing company, walked away from that. So I was starting over. And I'm talking to the gentleman. He said, I said, man, I'd like to interview you. He said, how did you do this? He said, well, five years ago, I was bankrupt. Had nothing. Wow. So when I had to go through not bankruptcy, but when I went through, uh, uh, you know, rebuilding, retooling uh, through that transition, I could draw on his story. When I read the book Think Think of a Rich or What Makes the Great Great by Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, Mm -hmm. I could draw on his stories. When Mike Cooper said he and his twin brothers were homeless and and, uh, abandoned as kids, I didn't experience that. But they were sleeping in their car at 24 and meeting their at 28. And so when I'm sleeping in my car in Atlanta, Georgia, I had a different frame of reference because I wasn't afraid of growth. And sometimes we, we lock down and we feel like if we have to grow, that means we fail. No. No, you fail when you stop growing. You know, you're growing. It means you're still living. You got to choose life. Life always chooses life. It always strives to, to live. Your lungs, uh, uh, they will always strive to get another breath. Your heart wants to get another beat. That's what it does. So in our conscious mind, we have to command the subconscious act on our behalf so we can get up every single day and operate on 10. We were talking about conscious mind the other day, weren't we? What were you saying?
2: About the conscious mind? Well, we talk about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, but there's also the Mm superconscious mind that connects you to the higher power. And, you know, we just, yeah. you know, I was one of the things many of us. The state of up, flow, the
1: zone. Yeah,
2: yeah. Many of us growing up, we go to church and we we confuse church with personal development. And church is not personal development. Um, church should be uh, spiritual development, it should be spiritual development. But you have to mm-hmm. put everything in its proper place. And what do I mean by that is that, you know, people are. People and people at the church are human, too. And I know a lot of times people go to the church for people in the church to save them. But you have to become super conscious as far as who God is, like who God really is. If you can walk out of your house and see God the minute you walk out and you should feel him in your house, too. But from the minute you walk out and see God in nature, see God in the tree, see God in another human being, then you know that you are tapping into who God's true nature is.
1: Yeah, and when you when you come to yourself, you know, I would say you learn to trust your instincts until they trust you. And and I think that you know, in and, and church, I think it can be part of personal build. I think it's about where you go Spiritual and who right? you're around. And mm-hmm. I don't want to judge one better than the other, but I always think it's about who you spend your time around and what's uh, being offered. Just like every school, every teacher, I'm not saying same curriculum.
2: True. I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying that you can't get it from mm-hmm. there, but sometimes we limit it and we stay right there. Growing up, I've. Personal development for me was school and church, Mm -hmm. you know, and but a lot of times people think that that's it. And they don't want to invest in themselves to go and, you know, learn something above and beyond by people who are are excellent, are masters in their craft. They don't Mm want to do that because that's their they're limited in their thinking. So unless something is being taught at school or church, a lot of people miss it. Hmm. because they, they 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 feel like that's it and that's important i'm not saying don't go to church'm I'm, I'm not saying that at all that's she not goes. i go i, I, I go. don't go that all you man. know and so i am church <laughs> but the, you know but sometimes people need you in the church too because everybody's looking for something uh, they
1: looking they, they need me out here too <laughs> that's they, true. They, the devil loves when everybody's at church because all the christian and all the saintly people are off the street I so I'm going to so I have to patrol the street.
2: All I'm saying is Hold don't, it down. don't limit your personal <laughs> development to the four walls of a school or the four walls mm-hmm. of a church. Expand and allow life to be your teacher.
1: Yeah, well, OK, I'll go with that. And I, let me, and I will just say this, you know, guys, look, the biggest lessons I've learned, I learned from getting my butt kicked. And when I got trying to get my butt kicked because most people and a lot of people. look, There's people who've been through things bigger and more severe than I've ever seen. But I believe that when you go through things, you have a choice to grow through things as well. And when you can grow through things, I mean keep losing it all, losing your health, losing a loved one, you know, losing everything, waking up and you know, don't know where the hell you're gonna go at that moment, you know, what to do next, you know, losing yourself of confidence, of pride, of esteem, everything, everything, you know, to the point where you don't even want to be here. And I'm telling you guys that through these experiences, You know, all of our experiences uniquely are going to give us a perspective about what our truth is in our life, you know, and it it really is that. But, you know, that's why I say reading is so important and and what you read as well. Because when I start studying people who are successful, the thing that stuck with me were their failures, the obstacles of their life, the things that would knock another person out for the count, but they found a way to get back up, just get back up. So when you look at this thing and look at as we move forward, you know, as we continue, down the road, dropping the breadcrumbs, which would be our legacy. Because when you live that life recorded, you know, Tony Robbins always said a life worth living is worth recording. How will you be able to help the people that come behind us if we don't record it? Don't brush it off because everything has meaning for a better tomorrow, for someone else. Even if you feel like it's, it's a mess right now, you know, you know, you go through hell, just don't park. Just, just keep rolling, <laughs> you know, because everybody's going to have something. I mean, like, you know, uh, what's his name? Apple? a Computer,
2: Steve Jobs. Steve
1: Jobs past, I mean, he's fifty nine. He didn't want to go. I mean, look at what he had. He had more stuff to do. So none of us get out of life alive. None of us do. But we're here, right here, right now, and right here. Let's just try to make a difference. I want to ask you guys to do something for me, and that's to, to share uh, this station, to share this show, and, and to support our TV show because it's bigger than us. You know, we've done a lot of stuff with a lot of nonprofits. You know, we're going to go to uh, California. At the end of the month, um, um, Eric Zuli is there uh, giving me the Mentorship Award. And after that, it'll be the James Stanley Mentorship Award that will be offered moving forward. Uh, Ryan Long with City Gala. Uh, we got some special things we're about to be doing. We're going to be announcing. We're going to go back to the Wearable Arts Gala again with Tina Nose and uh, and Richard Lawson, who is Beyonce's mother. <laughs> and all these guys are always there, but they're there raising it. money. Beyonce's mother.
2: <laughs>
0: being Queen Bee. Okay. <laughs>
1: And all these people are there, but they're there to make a bigger difference. And when you're in a room with people like that, you run around people who can help you make a bigger difference. And they need your ideas, too. They don't even, they don't know you. So don't walk in there as though you don't have anything to offer. Because I believe, believe me, you do. You don't have a, a much to offer. Because it's always not about dollars and cents. It's about dollars and cents. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. So, you know, so with the nonprofit stuff, that continues. We're expanding our children's program uh, to go year round. Uh, we're going to be doing some things that uh, help build our senior citizen homes. Uh, we've got some stuff with uh, operating with some veterans. So we got some cool stuff going on. And um, I have some events that are about to take place that's going to be actually incredible that I want to take 50 people with me uh, to these events um, in California. Uh, business acceleration and then a celebration of, uh, as we honor people who are doing some great things in nonprofits. And uh, these are the same places where I meet people like like the Wesley Snipes and the Matthew McConaughey's and so forth and so on. Get a chance to be in the same room and be present on the stage with Halle Berry and John. people like that. Real cool that are real people, but found a way to do some extraordinary things. And they'll let you know that their lives still, they still live, they still have challenges too. But in the middle of that, uh, they can do some cool stuff. You know, Martin Luther King said it best. He said, everyone can not be famous, but everyone can be great because greatness comes through service. Okay. So as I as I move through the last few minutes of, our, of the show this week, we've got some incredible things taking place. You know, uh, if you're looking for a way to earn additional income in a home based business, uh, there's a lot of great ones out there. I highly recommend Total Life Changes. Um, you know, we're doing some special things and it really, really works. I mean, it, it saved me three times on um, challenges and challenges and challenges in my health in my health.
2: I am. a challenge to my health,
1: but also uh, brought me back from the brink and and financially just just yeah. took it to another level. It's a platform because when you have residual income and it's seven figures, you can build other businesses upon it. And now we have seven. You now we're doing a contracting uh, business, the real estate. Uh, we're moving back into that now. The speaking, inspired to speak. Now I'm going to be having a uh, a uh, a webinar, a Zoom on Saturday at 6 p.m. Central Standard for all those speakers out there. And I'm trying to make a decision if I want to have another big camp like I did uh, in uh, June or I want to have just a three-day camp. I'm really trying to decide. And I go back and forth because we're so busy. And people really love this camp. Just imagine coming in, you got a full day being trained by Les Brown. Then you got a, uh, then you got another full day being trained by one of the, the best uh, marketers and speaker marketers uh, in the world, Ernesto Bedugo, that not only, I mean, we've been all over the world with Ernesto and we're taking a group of people to Spain, Dubai, India, and they'll be speaking in front of a live audience. We've even been on television, on CNBC in Dubai, you know, speaking and building that brand, but also speaking and building an international business, international brand. Uh, we, 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 Everybody got interviewed on a TV show, on our TV network. We're still going to be doing that stuff. I mean, we just had a, a full, full, I mean, I'm missing some stuff with, with the governor of a, of Chicago, uh, JD Pritchard, and having a luncheon with those executives was impactful for them to make those connections and to be honored by sitting very up front, close in front. Uh, and everybody can see that. They can see there's a difference. So, with the speaker camera is pretty cool. So, Saturday at 6 p.m., and we'll type it in there. It's going to go, just go to zoom.us and uh, 6 p.m. Central. And the code is 666-697-0540 six 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 nine seven zero five four zero i'm going to be talking about speaking and communication on every level and um right now i'm training people to take my place and that they can start running camps and making money uh we are actually still having our events that people can speak on those stages we can put them on television you can have your own show we'll get you on the radio on this uh, network as well as the others we have access to put you in our magazine Get you branded, get you out there, create your video, your scissor reels, help you raise capital, all that good stuff. So, we have a lot of cool things that are taking place, and now we're looking for a lot of cool people that want to bring their really cool ideas, I mean, their hearts, desires, their dreams, their aspirations, their goals, their vision. Uh, bring it on in there. Yes. Ask, you know, yeah, because minute. we can
2: still talk to them, but ask them if there's a topic that they want you to discuss, a burning question. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, do this. If, if you guys go if you're on the radio, you can go to. Uh, www dot uh, no it is jd at the james dentley show dot com jd at the james dentley show you can send me an, uh, an email mm-hmm. right? or if you're on facebook social media uh we'll leave we have about 15 seconds left you simply give me a topic that you want us to talk about and we'll do that next week yeah. and we'll hone in and let it be your show and we're going to allow you to call in and we can have open conversations. So that's going to conclude our show, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. I want to thank Dr. Carol Scott for popping in as well. Peace. Okay. <laughs> and until next week, guys, remember, don't think outside the box. There's no box. It's just opportunity and possibility. And it all lives inside of you. Period. Period. Thank
2: you.
0: Thank you for listening to The James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.